So, like, take off to the great white north. Beauty. Beauty. Take off. It's a beauty way to go. Jeez. Take off, you hosers. But I need to tell you something. Hey everybody, welcome back. Uh, this is Hosers, episode 68 and a half. I'm your host, Chris Killingsworth, and joining me as always is my co-host, Thomas Williams. What's going on, man? Nothing much, just uh, hanging out in the, the summer heat, just uh, as we love to talk about weather. Um, I'm dying. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. We do like to get the pleasantries out of the way and talk about the weather, Uh yeah, it's usually like one of the first things we talk about. But yeah, is it still like disgusting in Toronto or what? It's. I feel like it's not as bad as a couple of days ago, but like recently, than the last five days, recording as of July fifth, of course. Oh, there you go. Um, just put it right to the pin. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's been okay. Like it's just been. Uh, it's been okay today, but yeah, recently it's been like stupid hot. Like I walk to work for about like 20 minutes and it's just like i just want to leave by the time i'm already there just like okay i'm done like i've worked yeah just getting to work you know i uh it's yeah it's been pretty muggy and gross here too like luckily it's been a little bit cloudy today but um, i'm realizing that i'm now at the point where um i start to like really internalize like oh you know what like my grass doesn't look very good. Like I'm really hoping we get some rain soon. Um, but I can't bring myself to be one of these people that waters their lawn. So just like standing on the front yard, just like hands on your hips. Yeah. Just like, Oh, need some, need some, need some rain. Yeah. I don't know. Like I cut the grass way too short. Um, but, uh, rookie mistake. Absolutely. But, uh, so now I'm just like praying for rain straight up so that we can, you know, get past this gross period. But Robin and I got into gardening a little bit uh, during coronavirus. Oh, so, uh, yeah, it's like some of my plants are dying and I'm definitely taking it personally, uh, which hasn't been great. But, um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm hoping that uh, we see a little bit of rain, man, you know. Rain, hoping to speaking, see a little bit of Rain Man. Is what I'm speaking, to say. speaking of uh, speaking of Rain Man, uh, Carter. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I haven't seen it, so I don't know. Oh, you but, don't uh, even get the, yo. My brother Cameron can do like a ten out of ten Rain Man impression. Uh, not sure that's going to help him with many things in life, but <laughs> it's it's there at his uh, disposal in the toolbox. You know what I mean? Yeah. So if you don't hear Carter's voice, it's because he's not here. So, yeah, talking to the if, listener now. Uh, if, <laughs> we're li- talking to you specifically. Yeah. Um, Hello. But it is actually their fault if they don't know why Carter's not here. I mean, yeah. Then if this is your first episode, then 
what do you I don't do know what to tell you <laughs> go back and listen to one of the early episodes where it's carter and i talking about whether or not the winnipeg jets are legit or not um <laughs> but yeah you do have you to wanna... listen from uh my first appearance as a guest yeah exactly i don't even know what we talked about that's it was the red wings because i wrote I yeah wrote you were wings. you were writing uh for wings nation oh. back then so long ago it's actually yeah, crazy how long ago that was don't you think yeah, like I was in a different apartment. Yeah, uh, I think I had a different computer. Yeah, but just yeah. that that's that's my two things in life of my stare my stages. Yeah, uh, but that's like when you had just started, like kind of in the hockey yeah. writing game hustle. Because I started writing for Wings Nation. Oh God, uh, September twenty seventeen, I think. Yeah. So I think it must have been, like, later that year. Yeah, I think when... I don't know. We literally could look it up right now. When I had met you, I'm just looking at the all the Hosers episodes. Yeah, let me see. Um, We had you on February 14th, 2018 was the first time we had you on. Which is indicative of you being a bad boyfriend recording a podcast on Valentine's Day. Oh, shit. Well, oops. Yeah, doesn't make me look too good either, but uh <laughs> Yeah, dude, it's it's uh, crazy. Yeah. That's been so long. Like last week was episode 68. There's no way we were going to record episode 69 without Carter, so 68 and a half is what you're getting. Um yeah. but uh it's going to fuck everything up when it's like, "Oh, how many episodes do you have?" and we <laughs> look and it's like, "Oh wait, there's one more shit." Yeah, but think about all the episodes that we recorded that'll never see the light of day. Think oh yeah, about that. there you go. There's and a who, few of, who's really asking how many episodes of a podcast we have? Right. Because so either true. you're with us or you're against us is kind of yeah. how I look at it, right? Yeah. So, it's like, uh, <laughs> I'm trying to make <laughs> I don't know. Never mind. Oh, my God. I love it. But, yeah, we, uh, we've we been at, at this thing for, for a long time. And this is, I think, the first episode without Carter. Wow, rest which is weird because there's been episodes without you there's been a couple episodes yeah. without me like when you guys had mike stevens on that was without me <laughs> um wait it was yeah because i was on my honeymoon oh shit oh and we had i had remember we released the one with like uh now we're just reminiscing about with gord podcast what gord yeah yeah it was just me and gord because i was like whatever we'll just do this half hour or whatever yeah bored um but- yeah. Should we get into why Carter's not here, even yeah, though he is like, kind of We here? probably should. Yeah, we probably should. So, he's, here, he's here in spirit. Right. So f- for those of you guys who don't know, last episode we did warn Carter about um, the different type of wildlife that he may run into um, while uh, hiking the Bruce Trail. Um, and he, I don't know how to put this, but uh, he was attacked by a Massasauga rattlesnake. Um, sorry I'm just getting a little emotional talking about it um, and he's dead now I'm uh he leaves us uh his vintage hockey jersey collection um yeah and uh and now Craig's my dad because he <laughs> needs to have nine kids he needs to continue to have that many children yep. Um, yeah, he, yeah. So, 
Um, <laughs> dude, I can't even joke about Carter dying. If Carter died, I'd be like, uh, I'd be on a fast track to meet him in the afterlife. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. Um, but so yeah, Carter, for those of you who don't know, uh, was doing a hike for charity. Um, what's the name of the charity again, Thomas? You, uh, change for a hundred. Change for a hundred. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so check that out. We'll put it in the episode notes again. Uh, but Carter was going to be doing a month long hike uh, in support of that uh, organization, and unfortunately, uh, he didn't know this. And I guess a lot of people didn't really know much about this. But um, along the trail, they have these checkpoints where you can rest and you can fill up on water or whatever that circumstance looks like. Uh, and because of COVID-19, uh, all of those stations have been shut down. So, this uh, is so it's, it's just, yeah, <laughs> so it's, unlucky. it's so shitty. Uh, he got, what do you get? Almost like a hundred kilometers into it, I think, or something like yeah, that. It was three days. So I think he did 90, but he might've been over that or something. Yeah. Cause he said he went 12 kilometers in the wrong direction. Uh, oh, yeah. so <laughs> Uh, it's oh, like, yeah. like, have you around somewhere? Have you seen Dumb and Dumber? Uh, once, and it was a long time ago. Well, because they go in the wrong direction for a long time, and on the moped, and that's what I imagine yeah. Balto and and Carter being like on the on the hike. Um, <laughs> but yeah, speaking of Balto, he had to get rescued or something. He mentioned yeah. something quickly. I don't know what the full. He could, I guess, Carter could say tell them more of the story of his experience, but. Yeah, I yeah, don't like, have the full scoop, but something happened to Balto, but Balto is okay, thankfully. Yeah. Which is good. Um, yeah. It's just crazy. Like, I don't know how, man, he must have been feeling, like, so shitty if he just couldn't, like, just walking in that heat. Because that was also, like, the worst weekend to start. Yeah, it's just it's just about safety, right? So, like, where yeah, Thomas exactly. and I, had, and, you know, it's funny, the day before he left, he ran into Robin at Winner's. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, like literally the night before he left. And um, it's just about safety, right? Like if you can if you can do it, fantastic. And it's not a matter of him being able to or the will to do it. It's just with such unpredictability around when you're going to be able to refill water and things like that, not only for him oh, but God, for the yeah. dog as well. It's just it's not safe. Yeah, and like, like you said in – on his Instagram story or whatever, he said, like, he'll be going back in later, like, September or October or something, so. Yeah, so. But yeah, it'll be, it'll be chill. But he's still going to do, like, the 900K this this month, which is insane. Yeah. Just doing random loop trails. I think it's great. I he think, said. yeah, he's finding just a different way to go about it, but to still yeah. raise awareness. And, uh, yeah, that's awesome. I'm, I'm a big fan. Um, so you just walk, like circles in of the downtown and just go to random starbucks to get water circle like, downtown barry or downtown toronto <laughs> or barry or toronto yeah and then that's like but then if you're just circling around with the dog i feel like you're just like homeless then i was just gonna say carter already <laughs> has a reputation for being a street person so that would be yeah tricky um yeah it, it's weird we've already talked about some of the notable uh, people in downtown Barry and downtown uh, Oshawa and Whitby. So I don't know if I want to relive that, but um, <laughs> shout out to uh, to Lenny. Um, but 
yeah, I mean, it's it's exciting for him. Like he's going to have something else going on, which is good, and, and finding a way to stay productive uh, yeah. during all of this. And you know, there is something I think to be said for you know we are not out of the woods on COVID nineteen <laughs> whatsoever. There's oh my god, it's like infuriating to be on the internet right now and seeing people like partying at the beach and stuff. I I just oh can't, god yeah, I can't uh, I can't fathom it, man. I'm like, like I was talking, I think it was the other day we had to drive downtown for something and yeah. then it was just like, I, it kind of felt good because I was like, oh, I haven't been downtown since like March, but then I was realizing like, that's kind of like good because I'm not like going anywhere near to that place. Cause it's just like, especially now where the stuff is open, it's just right. gonna be lineups like to get into places or like the mall is open now and it's like. That's just so fucked. Like, yeah, I, I know that it's definitely good that Ontario has that, like, the new bylaw coming in with, like, you're required to wear masks in, indoors. Mm-hmm. But it's just, like, I still don't trust people, like, outside. And eat. I don't care about, like, any. I'd rather be safe and, like, just feel better. Yeah, With, definitely. like, being around people. And I don't know, like, that might take a little bit where to, like, feel okay right again i guess i don't yeah. know but i feel like everyone's talking about it and like everyone kind of shares the same feeling everyone's in my like circle yeah of like we're of being really cautious and like don't know if you could just like th- even think of like going to a show or something or like being at the movie theater or like just like walking around in a crowd and without a mask on or something like yeah. It's just like mentally it's going to be weird and like also it's just yeah, I don't know. It's it's so strange of like how long this can go on potentially and like it's good but it's just man, it's it's a fucked year. Yeah, I think people just need to be showing each other like a little bit more courtesy in terms of <clears throat> just making sure that like if you are leaving the house that you're wearing a mask um, yeah. and there's just there's really no excuse to not have a face covering of some kind when you're out in public um, I, I just kind, I, yeah. I don't get it and, and like That's... you don't have to have an N95 mask like you don't need to have anything no. too crazy but have something see Fern is pissed about it and I, I don't know, blame her when I take Fern out I put a mask on Fern Oh wow! I don't, don't know how no, humane, I don't, I humane don't do that. that is. But. I don't do that. Uh, no, but it's also like I'm glad that people are like now like shaming people for not wearing a mask. Like I feel like even outside or like when I go into a grocery store, I'm like, "Fuck, I forgot a mask!" But I'm just like running in to get something because like the grocery store near us is small and not a lot of lineups all the time. Right. Where I, I feel like shitty not wearing a mask. Yeah. Where it's no, like definitely. Where and now, especially that is actual like a get like a rule, right? Um, but yeah, it's like it's good that's just like the public kind of pressure to wear it and to not look like an idiot. Absolutely. I mean, uh, I wanted to give a special shout out to the uh, the moron uh, who posted that that thing on Twitter today about going to the hospital with a broken finger. Did you see this? No, I didn't see it. Oh my god, it's gonna make your head hurt. Um, she goes into the hospital and she's like, why do I have to wear, like, why do I have to wear a mask? I don't understand. I'm at the hospital and one of them in Toronto, her name is Letitia Montana. It was Toronto? Uh, yeah. 
It, oh. The tweet says, went into the emergency department at St. Joseph's Hospital in Toronto for a suspected broken finger. I was asked to wear a mask, which I refused to do. As a result, hospital staff asked me to leave and immediately called three security guards to escort me out. And uh, she was, like, complaining? Yeah, and it's like, uh, yeah, no shit, you stupid yeah, idiot. Like, it's a fucking hospital. Wear a mask. Like, it's... I, I can't uh, I can't believe it. And then she said, Twitter, I appreciate the attention, though frankly I cannot respond to a close 4,000 replies on my recent tweet. It's sad how well the mainstream media propaganda is working. Oh I thought we were God. doing better. In any case, I wish you all well. The earth is flat. Okay, I don't know where... Oh, no, sorry, I made that part up at the end, but... Um, I just it's so can't, like... I can't man, deal this with whole thing of like people. the media media propaganda it's like okay even if like you totally believe that or whatever what are you losing yes precisely like it's just oh oh my god yeah i just but yeah it's just i can't it's it's just so stupid it's the worst man and it's just like i've been feeling this like for a long time people are still like fucking idiots yeah just outside i remember talking to you guys like when it started like and in early April, late March, and we were like, oh, yeah, like, people aren't even moving when we were walking on the street. And that was yeah. when it was, like, more, like, so, like, okay, you got to, like, socially distance outside and no one's, like, allowed to see each other. Right, and, yeah. But it's just, like, man, people are still doing that. Yeah. Well, I mean, as as we may feel about Canada um, and Canadians being stupid, at least Canada is down pretty significantly, which is good. Um, you which seem resulted to... to- which resulted to what? Uh, the NHL. We're talking about hockey now. Oh, right. It's a hockey podcast. That's right. Oh, yeah. Um, do you know the gif of Bugs Bunny uh, using a <laughs> saw separating Canada from the U.S.? I think so. Yeah, it's a good one. Um, the U.S. is... I'm so sorry to all of our U.S. listeners who are going to likely be cooped up for a little bit longer than anybody wants. Yeah. But some states are just, like, not... It's just not good. Like Florida, it's scary, oh, yeah. man. It's it's Florida, Nevada, and Arizona too. Yeah, are like crazy, just surges. Oh uh, yeah, just people just don't care, and it sucks. Like it's selfish, and like a lot of, I know like some Canadians are like, oh no, this I don't feel this way or whatever. But it's like it does suck that just to know that I won't be able to go traveling into the states. Right for like a year plus like 100 percent. and as somebody i don't go that often but it's just like if i have an opportunity or like now it's just not there to like visit more cities or anything sure well and i think it's also just about like being empathetic to the fact that although things are starting to loosen up here um i want that for everybody like i don't want people to be isolated and going through what they've gone through it's just yeah it's not great but um, Hub City wise, to your point a minute ago, that is pretty good news, I suppose, getting uh, the Hub City in, in Edmonton and Toronto, although not officially confirmed yet, right? Uh, I think it was like not, I don't know if it was announced by the NHL, but it was like Bob McKenzie said it, Elliot Friedman, like Michael Russo, all that stuff. Love it. I love that you so put Michael all... Russo on the same platform as Bob McKenzie oh, yeah. and Leah Frieden. I, yeah, exactly. I actually am a big Russo fan, so uh, no he's shade great. there. But um, he's like he's very like he's like the bridge between like the bloggers and like the like what is it? He's like an actual he's like a pretty mainstream like traditional journalist, but he yeah. 
like has respect for a lot of he um, up in minnesota his podcast straight from the source straight from the something uh on the athletic um he's interviewed some like really really interesting people he did a uh, interview with valerie beret fairly recently oh shit, and really? it's fantastic so check that out but yeah how do you feel about the hub city like west coast it's, or western conference in, yeah. in edmonton do they know if it's split up like west east like that easy i think like east is in toronto west is in because they said that was my so they also confirmed that the all so the four teams that in the conference final and the stanley cup final will be in edmonton right i did i do remember seeing that that's right so is it like the east are playing two playoff i guess three playoff rounds yeah i thought that the the east was going to be in toronto and west was going to be is it good yeah that's i I don't know i feel i guess it makes more sense because it wouldn't make any sense to do like a mix of series and then like have to switch over yeah so yeah okay true so, um, but I mean, there's still a lot of things that have to happen before things really get going. So let's, let's talk about that for a second. So this is from, uh, Bob McKenzie, uh, this past week, I'm going to read it verbatim here. Uh, NHL and NHLPA will be back at it today. This is two days ago, okay. uh, trying to finalize, uh, the tentative agreement on phase three and for return to play protocols, the CBA extension, transition rules, and critical dates calendar. They're trying to tie up remaining loose ends and finalize language, especially on the CBA. It's believed to be close, but we've but we've been reporting that for two days and it's still not done. As they like to say, it's not a done deal until it's done. Tentative agreement could be reached over the weekend. Oh my God, this is a long fucking thread. But the gist of it is, is that the target dates would be July 13th for training camp or phase three yeah. to open July 26th for the teams to report to the hubs and August 1st is when the games could begin. Okay. So it is yeah. going to be so weird having hockey and baseball all at the same time. Yeah. It's going to be like just playoff. weird to be watching like playoff hockey potentially or the draft around Thanksgiving. <laughs> like I think that's really oh, weird. Yeah. That's really weird. Yeah, um, I think it's this, like we were talking to talk about like public wise or whatever, but sports wise too. Like this whole, it's gonna be affected like so long, like two years probably until everything goes back to normal. But it might not even be back to normal because like the NBA is kind of talking about like starting in December just from now on. Just like yeah. yep, that's like that'll when that's when next season's gonna start the twenty. Uh, 2020-2021 season NBA is going to start in December. Yeah. So it's like, if they do that, then it kind of changes the whole like sports landscape. And it's kind of interesting. But uh, yeah, we should man, probably, so weird. Sh- probably talk about the opting out as well. So we've seen players, not in hockey yet from what I've seen, but uh, David Price yesterday opting out uh, for the yeah. Dodgers. Uh, but any player is going to have the ability to opt out of return to play in hockey. So any reason and it doesn't sound like there's going to be any penalty or discipline uh which which is good and there was something else too about people opting out um if they had an underlining medical condition uh and that they wouldn't be eligible for the playoff share and wouldn't receive the final quarterly pension credit that sounds really interesting 
Yeah. I, I mean, not, none of that's official, <laughs> like obviously, but yeah. like there's people that have like diabetes. I think Capocaco and Max Domi are probably the two most well-known players with diabetes. Um, so there's people that are at risk already, right? Yeah. And then like Oscar Lindblom, like just was declared cancer free. That's right. So it's like, but he's so like his immune system is probably fucked. Mm-hmm. So it's just like I don't know how. I don't know. It's like this whole like this hockey mentality, and like I know other people have been talking about. It. It's like oh, that we're tough. Like oh, we won't yeah opt out. We won't like back down from this. Like we want to play, play for the game. Like all this stuff, and it's just like I don't know. It's just at some point like you just have to think of yourself, and like I hate anyone that like is shaming any baseball or basketball player that have so far opted out. Like it's just a thing where it's just like, I don't know. They're going for their like health and their families. And it's always like, it's always veterans because you obviously like, it's about money too. Like if you opt out, you don't get paid right now in baseball. And it's like, so a lot of the players on there, like they're like in the first couple of years of their deals or whatever. It's like, you're there not can't really afford just to lose a year um but yeah i don't i don't think any hockey players will honestly opt out like unless it gets really close and yeah i think it doesn't seem i think it's just it's just easy to sorry it's just easy to like see it and be in canada and like even if players like domi and kako where they're kind of like more susceptible to stuff like that where it's they could see it where it's like, okay, it's Edmonton, Toronto. Edmonton has been like super low. Toronto has been like all of Ontario has been like just under like just over a hundred new cases or even lower and stuff. And like, yeah, um, it's just, it's a really good progress and they could kind of feel comfortable. Right. Um, but yeah, it'll, it's all, we'll see upcoming and later this month and stuff. The other thing that will layer into it as well is the playoff share, right? So um, yeah. this is from TSN here. So they're saying that the playoff bonus pool is doubling this season from $16 million to $32 million. A player on a team that loses in the best of five qualifying round will receive twenty grand. Players in each round will see bonuses increase from there with a share from the Stanley Cup winning team worth twenty. Uh, sorry, $240,000 per player. So in um, in that piece that came out, it was Eric Engels that put it together, right? The one that we, you and I were talking about before we started recording. About the he's talking to players. Yeah, just but it's yeah, I it felt just, it was just like a thread. Money was kind of an interesting thought here, right? Uh, just around what they could expect to make and how that's going to impact things. Um, because it also is going to have an impact on the salary cap too, right? So um, we know that there is talk of a new CBA, which is good. Uh, rumor has it it's going to be about six years long and will ensure labor peace till 25, 26. Um, and then it can also be extended one year if the escrow debt from 2019 to 2020 is owning, or sorry, owing to owners exceeds $125 million at the end of the deal. So it can be extended uh, to kind of recoup some of that. But that's going to have impact on the salary cap, uh, which could be frozen at $81.5 million uh, for the next uh, several seasons. Uh, so that's not great news uh if you're a fan of a team that's really tight to the cap but we might be getting uh, the olympics back 
2022 in Beijing and 2026 in Milan. Um, yeah. Yeah, there's, there's all kinds of stuff here. The tricky thing is, is we just don't know how much of this is, like, real. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I'm so, like, oh, it's just the flat cap really brings a damper on things, but at least that kind of... I think it'll create some more interesting moves. Yeah. A lot of like so creative too. moves you'll see where it's like more so like the Leonard deal from last headline where the Leafs ate some of the cap for like a pick. Yeah. Um, stuff like that at the deadline where it'll be like a three team deal just to make it work. Um, but yeah, I think. It sucks to for the players though, because like with the growth that has been so far the last couple of years, a lot of young RFAs, and this has been a kind of topic going for the throughout this, where you see like the Leafs core getting those deals that they are, and like players like Shabbat and uh, whatever those Kachuk getting their deals and yeah. Um, I'm drawing blanks of those. That's okay, buddy. RFAs, but uh, you're doing a good job. My brain's so dead. Um, But yeah, (laughs) like it's just it just sucks because like those are scheduled to rise and like players like coming out of their RFAs now. Like if you're Quinn Hughes or something, looking at and like Cam McCarr and like, okay, well, like Matthew Barzell has a sign a deal still, like, and he's arguably a top like 15 forward in the NHL. Like, what are you gonna say? to him where it's like oh flat cap sorry here's your nine mil for the next six years like whatever like i don't know it's just it just sucks because then it's like it limits earning potential for a lot of players where it's like it's out of their control yeah really where it's no, like they're agree. better than a lot of players like that got in double digits like marner and uh just saying that really quiet um but yeah it's just it's hard to see if you're like kind of an elite talent that might get hampered just because of this happening and the owners are being greedy so yeah no all of that's all of that's accurate and i think at the end of the day like it's a small price to pay to get um you know a cba and and not have any work stoppages in my opinion um like do i wish there was a bit more flexibility yes um but i think it you know brings up a good point of you know, we're going to see some unique things happen and we're going to start to, I think, get a better understanding of how teams, um, you know, kind of put their own cap picture together. And, you know, is a, is a guy like Braden Holpe going to be making $8 million as a UFA when that happens? Yeah. You know what I mean? Or even like Toronto where like you could even say close to home where is Freddie Anderson after next season going to be even close to where he could potentially make on the open market or whatever. Like Right. Yeah, I think we're going to see... It's really weird. I mean, through the vein of the Leafs, I think it'll be interesting, too, just to see uh, what players are given a longer look because they're going to need to be maximizing on those entry-level contracts, right? So Nick Robertson in the top six next next year. Robertson, Korshkov, Lafreniere. Abramov, uh, I could see making the jump sooner than later. He's pretty gross. (laughs) You just skipped over my... Okay. What? What did you say? I said Lafreniere. Oh yeah, I missed that. Sorry, there's only one player in the QMJHL that has my yeah, Mikhail Abramov. 
for the Victoriaville Tigres. That's true, Tigres, uh, to be specific. But um, yeah, it, <clears throat> there's going to definitely be a, a bigger emphasis on on scouting too, right? Like, I can't remember what podcast it was I was listening to this week, but they were talking about how. Um, it'll be interesting to see what the draft strategy looks like with everything that we're talking in mind and whether or not that'll change because you're going to either you and I mean even when I think about my own scouting to a degree you know you're always looking for players that can play right away but you're balancing that between guys that can play right away or guys that you should take a risk on because they could be a boom prospect with a higher ceiling right but like so for example if you look at boston this this past draft i believe it was this past year they drafted beecher and beecher is a guy that john beecher uh is a guy that probably tops out as like a top top nine but more likely to middle six maybe yeah middle six more more likely to be a bottom six guy but he will definitely play in the nhl versus a guy that has a much higher ceiling and i don't know yeah exactly but we don't know if we're necessarily gonna see those those same types of bets right so the draft is obviously. so will you say would you say that more teams are going to be kind of so-called swinging for the fences because then they could have a really cheap like asset top yeah. option definitely or will they gonna go safer so that like okay i know this guy is only going to be making like 500k like minimum mm-hmm. for three years and like and because he'll take a little bit longer he'll be making minimum in like a couple years when his NHL career starts. Yeah, I think like, it's just I think it's going to be a combination of both cuz different different teams are going to look at it like a little bit differently. Yeah, and, and I think that is I think one thing that I know we t- compare like sports so much, but it's like hockey transactionally is so interesting because compared to like baseball or basketball the contracts aren't really talked about a lot about player value. Right. It is t- It is talked about a lot of, um, like, for bad contracts. Like, oh, David Backus, that's horrible because he's so – he's bad on the ice, but he also has a bad contract. Where it's like you don't really see a lot of teams talking about, like, players that are middling but are overpaid by, like, two mil. Yeah. And their value is just sunk. Where it's like – if they still like what's on the ice, they'll pay that extra and not even think about the contract. Like I'm, I know we're so Toronto centric, but it's like you think of Marner, and I think whenever people talk about like, oh, you gotta keep Marner, I think like honestly, trading away Marner could be a, like getting rid of that contract positive just on on the face. Right. Like I like Marner and I like what he could do, but I like it for like seven mil, which is probably what last year what yeah. his contract like kind of what he should have looked like right um but it's it's kind of hard to see that double digit and see of what he does so i think a lot of more teams are going to be looking at that and kind of trying to maybe if you have a guy that's overpaid by a little bit but is still a decent like still scoring 50 points a season yeah whatever then yeah then maybe you trade him for like a benefit a a couple picks and maybe a prospect and then you're like Okay, I'm. I know we're supposed to be winning right now, but yeah, we could put, we could use this cash base for good and maybe get more futures or with 
using this for buyouts or blah blah blah, blah like all this right. stuff yeah um, like i think you're totally right i think you know through the lens of some of these guys it wouldn't surprise me if we saw the pendulum kind of come back the other way for um you know those kind of bridge deals that were super common you know and and, yeah, and still sure. are to a degree but if you look at some of these guys who are you know just cashing in as soon as they get out of their entry-level contract to what you're talking about and just making sure that there is a, a proper understanding of value and a proper understanding of of the ceiling right and of the ceiling yeah. of that particular player right so like you're um, still like no matter how good a player is like in baseball if you're talking like max Scherzer's contract which is like you're paying 30 plus million a year yeah you're still paying that guy no matter how good he is for his 20 his 30 starts a year or whatever he's probably injured a lot so mm-hmm. um like you're still paying that much no matter how good he is right and he could be like a five six win player mm-hmm. but you're still paying so much at excess where like if you're so-called trading for him obviously yeah. the Nats won't wouldn't trade him for nothing but it's like if you're trading for him you could say like i'll take the whole contract and like you're really you're saving so much money and so much like stuff for like a little bit of a good player like yeah it's all about balance but i think hockey is just so weird especially with the hard cap unlike other leagues where like cap is cap space is such like a high value i think mm-hmm. where you're they use it up like nothing and yeah. you kind of and kind of what what you're talking about before with bridge deals and kind of forcing players into signing their next deal like you saw what happened with the red wings with larkin <laughs> where they got him on that sweetheart deal because they had all these bad contracts like Ablocator, Erickson, all oh, that yeah. stuff. Yeah. Where it's just like, it might be some sweet talking by Ken Holland at that point, but it was like, it's still like you could force players and RFAs into signing deals if they're kind of that right person right. that doesn't really care a lot, but just wants to be, have security. Right. So like Larkin is underpaid like the minute he signed that anyways. Right. Um, but he just wanted that to be on the team and to kind of get out of it. And he might regret that already. Yeah. But yeah. yeah it's, it's interesting. It's going to be, yeah. I mean, I've always been super excited about the draft, but it feels like the teams like really need to land on a few of these guys, especially if they're a cap strapped, a cash strapped team um, yeah. who, you know, they're, I, I don't really feel super good about there being too many guys that can step in next year and make a difference um besides like Lafreniere Stutzel uh that's maybe that's probably it (laughs) maybe no I can't think of anybody else no I don't think think so no Raymond I think is is gonna I think I think Rossi probably like what else does he have to do he could yeah Rossi wait was he was he loaned from or was he from, I, I think he I know was, he was a pick I know he was selected yeah he was in the import but draft. I think that's I just the I don't know if it's, it's a weird, like it's that weird thing with uh Nylander well it was uh oh, fuck who's that because Nylander had like a weird loan thing that it was kind of hard to follow because it he, was because San, Sandine and uh oh, I'm trying to hold blank it yeah, was a, a Detroit player a Zadina it was Zadina, Zadina. yeah where it was like if he was loaned or if he was like signed or whatever like or is yeah. more like so if a player in the CHL is loaned from Europe 
Yeah. Then they can play in the AHL as a 19-year-old. That's right. But if they were, like, drafted and gone through a whole different system, and you can still get drafted and then loaned, yeah. I believe, um, if you're drafted and go through this whole system, then you have to go like a normal North American player and wait until you're 20 to play in the AHL. Yeah, I don't. So I wonder if Rossi, yeah, if he was, I don't know. We'll have to we'll I mean, see, obviously, when it all matters in, like, a year. If but. you think about how, like, even the top 10 will, like, likely go, um, Lafreniere will be in the league next year. Byfield will be in Sudbury. Stutzel will be in the league, probably. I'm guessing, like... I, I think so. Or he'll play. If he goes in, to L- if he goes to LA or Ottawa, I think both those teams will probably use him. Yeah, absolutely. Or he could play so. in the AHL realistically. Um, yeah. Raymond, I think, is hoping to get a little bit more ice time in Frölunda this upcoming season. He'll probably stay in Sweden. Yeah. He didn't get much of it this year. Drysdale will be in Erie. Uh, Marco Rossi, hard to say. Perfetti, Perfetti will be in Saginaw. Uh, Holtz, um, I imagine, probably starts in the SHL. Um, he seems to be like kind of a, a polarizing kind of guy for me because Holtz has been on my radar now for a few years, and he seems to be. Well, either... I remember him, him always being like tagged with Raymond, like these two always. 2020 yeah. Swedes. It was like four years ago. Yeah, like just wait for these two; they could like battle for first overall. Yeah, well, and Holtz was always like the shooter, so to speak, and well, just comparatively to Raymond, who was kind of more of like the playmaking guy. Um, but even then, like, if you think about like Jake Sanderson, he's not going to be in the league next year. Anton Lundell probably stay in the league, I would imagine. But if, even if you look at some of the guys, like for example, Ottawa's, um, the 67s, I mean, um, were so stacked this past year that I would imagine guys like Rossi and Quinn both play for Ottawa again next year, just to have that shot um at you know winning the ohl and then and then winning a mem cup i think is pretty significant um yeah, be interesting but but yeah i don't know the, the draft i'm excited about are you, are you excited about the draft this year when it actually happens yeah, i think it'll be interesting mm-hmm. i think um yeah i will have to do more research and stuff because i haven't gone kind of beyond the first round or even the top 20 or whatever yeah um but yeah, like I always love it. You know that, like, yeah, the shit. What we did last We've year was last year, it yeah. The last few years together, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So it's always just it's just fun, and there's always transactions too. And but I was reading Elite Prospects kind of top eight and mock draft whatever that they had, like based on the team. So it wasn't like their rankings, but it's mock draft, and they kind of had. Forget there was one player that like dropped like it didn't seem, oh like they had Perfetti not even in the top eight I think that's what it was yeah, just because they just didn't kind of like him yeah that's spicy I think Cole Perfetti goes in that in the top five I think I think that's what it was or Raymond like where they're saying Raymond was in like the byfield Stutzel kind of thing conversation I know Sam Constant- I think there, there was something like spicy there yeah um, Sam Constantino has uh, oh yeah I think has um, Raymond like towards the back part of the top 10 or maybe even in the top 15 I can't remember but I know that he yeah, was wasn't weird. wasn't as high on him um, Jake Sanderson seems to be moving up quite a bit for, for a lot of yeah. people um, he's a guy I, I haven't watched too too much with the national program but um 
I have some games bookmarked on hockey TV to, to watch over the next couple of weeks. And yeah. We're going to get an opportunity to watch a hell of a lot more video uh, before anything really gets moving. So that's some uh, some interesting stuff that way. But yeah, I'm looking forward to things kind of coming together a little bit more uh, yeah. as far as that goes. Yeah. And the, I don't know. I think I still think like playoff hockey right now is going to be so weird. Like, oh, yeah. I don't even know what to expect at all with any sport, really. Like, yeah. with NBA or MLB coming, like, man, I just don't even know what to expect at all. Like, it was like, like, I've been watching, like, soccer, obviously, in Liverpool and, like, Bundesliga before that. But I was like, it's still, like, you don't, like, I've watched a bunch of U18, like, under tw- 19 and under 23 games. And they yeah. play in empty stadiums. So it's like, it's kind of like, it's not a total like abnormal thing to watch. All right. So before we wrap up, we wanted to do a quick little exercise, if you will, uh, because we didn't get to talk about it on the last episode around what team um, that's going to be losing out in the play out, play in round would be the most, um, who, who do you think deserves Alexis Lafreniere. You see how I said that like a little mustard on the last name? Lafreniere. So I'm going to put it to you. We're going to go through the Eastern Conference uh, qualifying round first. Um, Who do you think is more deserving of Lafreniere, Pittsburgh or Montreal? Go. We already talked about Montreal, so I think it's Montreal. Uh, Deserving, yeah. We already, yeah, we kind of already talked about it in the last pod, but it'll be just interesting of like, the Hab status and them being a lot better with a player of Lafreniere's status. And Pittsburgh is already has the cuffs, already has the elite talent, already has the ability to just pick out random but college. it's aging. What? It's aging talent. Yeah, but they've already won. Montreal hasn't won since 93. Yeah, I know, but that's, like, I'm allowed to have a different opinion than you, can I not? Yeah, I, I get that, like, it'd be really cool to see, like, Lafreniere just be on Crosby's wing and like Crosby be like a 40 year old and have Lafreniere in his peak or something and just be like oh yeah and then just I think (laughs) yeah no you're right and I know like I'm not actually going to be the contrarian here because I think Montreal is the spot for him in this matchup for sure um I don't I think Lafreniere is too good to play on Crosby's wing like haven't we tried this before yeah, where he's had skilled people on his wing and it just person. never works out but the skilled person was like Kessel so it was like it okay. was a different skill yeah but you've got a shooter okay, like Gensel Gensel okay. skilled but he and he plays yeah that's true but you think Montreal so what would your what would your top line be with Lafreniere in the mix in Montreal uh, dude I don't know uh you got you got to go left to, right to know. Oh, wow, not Domi. <laughs> Love Domi. that. No, Domi's a center, so you, no, Domi's, you can't. So, Domi's okay. not a center, really. Yes, he is. Doesn't he? Isn't he play he center? He plays center sometimes, team? but he's like better a winger. Okay, so you'd put Domi on the right wing, play uh, on his off wing. Yeah, sure. Not Gallagher. Okay. Oh no, Gallagher. Stupid, Gallagher. Yeah, yeah. This, okay, I was gonna not say. I know did, you're gonna regret know. saying that. I don't know. They don't really have Gallagher. Yeah, I wonder if they could make Lafreniere a center. Just force him there. Yeah, <laughs> or just I don't, I don't know. know but if sign someone, 
whatever. But yeah, if Montreal, Montreal will just be interesting. Yeah. I think it'll be more of a story. Okay, okay. now I, I'm a, I agree. With now you. I get to choose uh, for you. Yeah, who's more deserving, the Rangers or the Hurricanes? Um, notice how I didn't get true. to choose myself for the Hurricanes. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. You're so selfless. Yeah. Um, it's tricky, man. Um, I think it's weird to think that like New York like has the depth on left wing that they might not need someone like Lafreniere. Like that sounds so ridiculous. But if you think about um, having Panarin and Kreider on the left side already, um, I guess I you, could like you could move Panarin. You could move either, yeah, I you think, could, to the right. Like Kreider's you could move right before. Panarin. Yeah, and you could move Panarin to the right as well, like his natural, like not his natural side, but his, his, uh, he's he's a right-handed he's a right, shot, yeah. right? So it would be the more natural side to a degree. Um, but Carolina with Live. with Lafreniere would be pretty gross, yeah, honestly. And. Just to spite you, I'm gonna say New York Rangers. <laughs> I think. Well, but like realistically, the the type of player that uh, Lafreniere is, I don't know if his physical game will translate as well as like I wouldn't say he's like a physical player, but yeah, he'll hit, he'll finish his checks, yeah. which is good. Um, so that part's interesting. He'd look really, really good on Carolina too. So that's a tricky one. Is, but I, I want to say the honestly, Rangers. Honestly, I would go with the Rangers. I haven't. I've been thinking about a lot of like kind of potential, but like the Canes and the Rangers really haven't crossed my mind. As like, I don't know, and I feel like it's going to be one of them just because of that because I haven't thought about it a lot. But him on the Canes yeah. would honestly be really interesting. I think because like they always just have, not always, but like mostly they have that like elite talent but isn't really noticed like the Ahos and Sveshnikovs where you kind of have to force your hand and like they'll always be underrated like the Taravainen's now like he should honestly be in consideration for like some awards like for Selkie or something especially Aho even right um yeah definitely but it's just I don't know and it'll be really putting themselves on the map if they were able to get this pick and then kind of just I think really secure that central spot and not have the playoffs just be like always wondering about them right yeah no I agree with that they already have for the sure and with sure oh yeah definitely they do they they definitely do I agree um okay so who's more deserving of Lafreniere the New York Islanders or the Florida Panthers oh, fuck both of these teams honestly uh, oh, fuck. Um, oh, our song just came back on. Oh, perfect. I like. They're, they're playing us out. Uh, I'm just gonna do no, this one quick because I don't want him on either of these teams. But I'm gonna say the Panthers just to have a Huberto Lafreniere left side and be really fucking fresh. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Yeah. Um, everyone knows I'm a. Florida Panthers stan, as the kids oh. say. Um, oh. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the Islanders, uh, Fuck that. I just, I'm not convinced that they're going to have a rink to play in. So you want to give Lafreniere uh, the opportunity to, uh, you know, play hockey uh, in a rink yeah. that's not the Barclays Center. I don't know. Yeah, and like, I don't know. is he even old enough to drive that car that's in the arena? Who knows? 
Like, <laughs> yeah, who knows his actual age? <laughs> no, I'm just joking. I know I dump on the Islanders sometimes because they were mean to Johnny T. But, um, yeah, I mean, imagine, like, a top line with, with Barzal and Lafreniere kind of as the, the main pieces on it and a right wing, like, Josh Hosang, like let's Jordan say. Everly. Jordan Everly. Jordan Everly. Think about it. No. But, yeah. I, I think the Islanders uh, need even... him more than the Panthers. Actually, no. Like, the Panthers yes, definitely need, But I think do. the Islanders need that. Dude, Ugh. the Panthers, their problem is not offense in that same way. I think depth in offense, though. Like, they might lose... Yeah. Second, they might lose Dadanov and Hoffman because they're both UFAs. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah, there goes two wingers. That's weird. Wouldn't be the first time a a daddy left their family in Florida. That's pretty good. That's a good. That's a good. (laughs) Is that work? Does that work? That's a good. It's just like a a dad like abandoning children. Now I'm like mentally saving the tweet for when (laughs) Dadanov signs. And then with like Dadnoff signs with the yeah. like the Islanders say, and then it's like Daddy's Daddy's going to Long Island, or uh, instead of Long Island Medium, do like Long Island Daddy. And oh my Photoshop god! You know what's really strange is like I love hockey nicknames so much, but like Dadnoff being called Daddy, like can you just imagine like? Barkov talking about him like I'm sure it exists we have to find well, there's, evidence and then it, speaking of daddies there's a there's Sebastian Aho talking about Justin Williams he's like he's like a daddy to me and he said <laughs> yeah, that in a exactly. post game yeah I love it <laughs> I just think it's it's yeah I love I love Dadanov Dadanov yeah. okay. whatever you want to call now it now I got to ask you Maple Leafs Blue Jackets who is truly more deserving try to Try to be as unbiased as you can. That's simple. Um, I think from a, like, if I'm being objective, uh, Columbus needs him way more. I thought you were going to do a joke, but yeah, Columbus. Fuck. No, straight up. Like, would it be great to have Lafreniere on the, in the top six for the Maple Leafs? Because it would just be fucking hilarious. It would be ridiculous, but we would still continue to have glaring weaknesses on the back end. And... He's just another guy that could force Kyle Dubas into a crazy contract three years from now. So, and I don't mean that in a negative way. It's just that's that's a no, fact. No, but the like, thing was, gonna... again, we could make a whole pot of it if the Leafs get Lafreniere. But then they just like force Marner out, or force another yeah. in three years, or you could just trade him in three years if you win like two cups, because that right. would be fucking. Well, they'd exactly be fucking it. insane. Like imagine the would trade value of like an RFA Lafreniere. Who just came off like a yeah. hundred point season, battling for like heart trophies on Matthew's left side with Nylander, and you're like, okay, we, what do you like? Okay, give me your next like four picks and these like this goalie and this defenseman that are locked up to like insanely nice contracts. Right, like, just give me that no, because can, there's this I guy. I completely agree. Like that'd be funny. I completely agree. That's just like be a but GM I just, hook, though. It would be, and I've had Lafreniere on the Leafs before, <laughs> and it almost never works out. So, um, but if you think about what it could look like in Columbus, imagine a Lafreniere, uh, PLD, and like Emil Bemstrom line. Or you could do. Oh my God, you could have a re a reunion of the. Uh, 
fuck. Man, I'm so blanking on, like, my actual hockey knowledge right now. Uh, the no, fucking the Buffalo line. That was all French. The- French Connection. Oh, French Connection. I was going to say, that's a pretty yeah. significant one. Um, yeah, they. it could be Lafreniere, PLD, and uh, Texier or whatever. Fucking... Texier. Is yeah. that how you say his name? Yeah, that could be. Texier. I think it's I think you say it a little different. Yeah, it's 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 got a little mustard on it. I don't want to okay. say it the wrong way. Or you could even put a guy like Josh Anderson or like Oliver Fucking Bjorkstrand whoever. or Cam Atkinson or Yeah, I said Emil Bemstrom because uh He's a there's a lot prospect. of names on Columbus's <laughs> he is a great prospect. Yeah, I agree with that. Um <laughs> but uh but yeah, no, I, th- I think, would it be good for the Leafs? Sure, um, it would definitely be, but I, I don't think it fixes the problems And until those get addressed. Um, I don't I, I, I like listen, him on Columbus. That's one of my, I've been thinking about it. Okay. okay. Um, um, let, let me ask you this. Oh, boy. Fuck. <laughs> I'm just looking. Do you want? I'm looking at the next thing, the next player. Yeah, you already know what it is. You already know what it is. Uh, do you think... Who do you think is more deserving of Alexis Lafreniere, Neither. Edmonton Oilers, or the Chicago Blackhawks? <laughs> Neither. Edmonton, it would be stupid. Like, stupid, cool, but then also, like, it's just another Same it's just another top, like... Not really, though, because Edmonton doesn't have that depth that the Leafs do. Like, if you That's go true, beyond yeah. the first line of, like, a, Connor, a McDavid dry or whatever, Lafreniere, and you have, what, fucking... Yeah. What? Nugent Hopkins That's, and... That's true. Yeah, fucking... you don't have the same. No, no, no. I, I, I agree with you. Uh, That's true. But like, yeah, I don't think it's the same. It's the same like crazy top talent, but also like, I don't know. The it's just another prospect that the Oilers might Oilers might ruin. Okay, uh, but but, think about this. but I don't like him on the Blackhawks. I don't want to have to watch Whoa. the Blackhawks okay. if I want to watch him. Put it that way. Dude, imagine him slotting in the to- a top six of your choice of Debrinket, Taves, Saad, who's not been all that great lately, Patrick Kane, Strom, Nylander, Kirby Doc, or Dominic Kubalik. Like, come on, that would be sick. It'd be entertaining, yeah. But I don't want to see fucking Patrick Kane. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay, even if you take... Kane out of the equation and put Debrinket on the right hand yeah. side, like. But even just the oh, right, yeah, it'd be sick. It would be so sick, and you know it. Know. You know I'll, it I'll say sick. Chicago because I don't want him in Edmonton. You just want to make me happy. I, I appreciate. I'll say that. Chicago. Okay, I know what the next one is, but hit me with it. No, sorry, my phone locked. <laughs> it's okay. uh, who's more deserving, the Nashville Predators or the Arizona Coyotes, baby? You know. I'm glad you asked, and it is, it's tricky, right? Because I was thinking about it when you and I started talking about doing this. Um, the, the tricky thing is, is that the left side for Nashville, um, and I know that that's not like a huge thing, but he's played as a winger his whole career, so let's just imagine he'll be playing as a left wing. Um, it's, it's pretty sad. Like, they've got Colton Sissons, Forsberg, who I like, Grimaldi, who's okay, Yakov Trenin, who's a guy that I've liked for a long time, uh, but he hasn't always played up with the uh, Predators. He's played for Milwaukee for the last little while. I think he slots in really well on Nashville's team, 
the tricky thing is is that when Taylor Hall inevitably leaves um, Arizona, like let's just call a spade a spade, yeah. they're already gonna have a top left wing position like ready to go for him. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, you know, would it be great if Taylor Hall signed there? Yes, and I'm not saying that to pander to Tim. Um, although I do love to pander to Tim. I just, I don't think that that's going to happen. Um, And ultimately, if they have Lafreniere, then Matthews will never have a reason to go back because they got their their golden star, right? They'll have no cap. And they'll have no cap. Um, That's right. Yeah, I don't know. What do you think? Where are you at? I don't want. That's a tricky one. I don't want him in Nashville. I think that might be honestly top of my list where I don't want him. Yeah. Um, But then also I'm worried that unless this Arizona winning the lottery would push them into like a win now situation. Yep. And they kind of if well, and if they do of, keep Hall based on their cap situation, like they are in that spot. <laughs> yeah, it's it's tricky cuz like I don't know. I hmm, like I it's hard. Like I think I'm coming up with some equations where I think I'm selling myself on Nashville where you have a top six of like Lafreniere, Johansson, Mikhail Granlund, mm-hmm. Philip Forsberg, Matt Duchesne, Arvidsson. The, like, I don't it just know. seems very Nashville boring. Nashville needs the um, offensive help. Yeah, that too. But it's like, yeah, I think unless this pushes into Arizona of like building around Lafreniere, which it can, I just yeah. don't see the. Nashville has more of a foundation ready for him where he could be, right. be playing important hockey. Like, I want to see next year Lafreniere not get lost in the league as, like, oh, I want to, like, watch that team, like, whatever. Like, I want, yeah. like, when La- Just when... because that happened to Jack Hughes doesn't mean it's no, going to uh... <laughs> Honestly, that's, that's why. <laughs> like, I want him on, on, like, a... And I think this is why it's kind of interesting of how they're doing it. If yeah. He can be on a good team already. Um, yeah, fair but enough. But yeah, I, I think I'm still leading Arizona just of the intrigue of like, just kind of spreading around like interest, I guess. Yeah. And I want them to do well. Yeah. To listen to him, Tim. I want Arizona yes, to, to do Tim well. Happy. There you go. Okay. All right. Well, I think that was the one that I was the most, like, could go either way on, it feels like, for me. Yeah. So far. Anyways, continue. Um, are you asking me this one? Wait, did I? Who asked the uh, last one? I'm, I think you did. I'm so Whatever. Emo- We're I'm both so talking about it anyways. Right? Let me just bring it up. Yeah. Uh, it's the Canucks, okay. Canucks versus the Wild. I want to hear your argument first. <laughs> I think, like you are just saying, of this is either way, I think this one is this is it for me. Like I really, I love him. I love the idea of him being on the Canucks. Like yeah. honestly, I think that is top one of the top teams I want him to go to. Right. Just because of the potential for that forward to group to be like insanely talented, and yep. and them having a defenseman that can be Norris trophy winning and completely wrecking havoc 
on the blue line also. Like that power yeah, play would be sure. fucking insane. Um, it would be. Gross. It already was yeah. insane with like Miller coming in and scoring all his points on it this season. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I. And I like the Canucks anyways. Like I just I've been watching them a lot and just I like them as a team. Um, yeah. But it would also not completely erase the management of what that team is Mm -hmm. and if they want to be smart like i see some like i follow a decent amount of canucks fans and they're saying like um this still wouldn't get rid of jim penning it would actually buy him more time yeah i think him already failing a lot although drafting hasn't ever really been jim benning's problem though no like no but they did lose they did just lose that fucking judd dude that am- director of amateur scouting just because of like a contract dispute or something yeah but they're getting trampkin back oh my god apparently dude, no. trampkin's so bad okay don't be he's disrespectful not, he's not good he's... enough to like have this like i don't get the like interest of him coming he's like a bottom okay like you just yeah but he's a defenseman that wears number 88 oh, okay. dude come Sick. on that's cool you could just adam goddad's gonna have to give his number back <laughs> Uh, yeah, have to buy him like a happy meal or something. And I think, honestly, and I think the Wild have been like a really low key, interesting team. Like they've always just been known of like them doing the same old, same old. Like they're all old and they play really defensive. But like Mm -hmm. I think the surge and like the um epiphany that like Kevin Fiala is good and kind of the like potential of the wild being a very good team um yeah just solid and like but they were kind of let down by their goaltending this season it's yeah i think it would just be really interesting to get that injection of talent um i think so too yeah but yeah and yeah i don't mind either team so i think really with that it can go either way I would, I'm leaning, yeah, I agree with you. I'm leaning a bit more to Minnesota because I think that that could, he's a guy that could, like, in that market. And, and this is true of a lot of the teams, but, like, he would really transform the look of that team, I think. And, um, and like, that's a hockey market that yes, hasn't found that, a lot of success. So, no, not recently. If, no. if they become but, a very good team, then that'd be interesting. Well, and it's a part of like a young core, right? Like you've got your yeah. Jordan Greenway, Fiala, Kunin, Joel Eriksonek, and the the um, looming presence of the guy in Russia. Right, Ryan Donato. Yeah, Kaprizov coming yeah. over when he inevitably comes over will be good, and, and like their back end is is you know pretty good. Ryan Suter, still there. Dumbo. They're all getting older yeah. though. Like Spurgeon's in his thirties. Yeah, but I think it's still. There's still enough there. Like on paper, they should be a much better team than they are. But I think a guy like Lafreniere could could get them to a to a better place. Yeah. And it'd be good too if they had a, a coach like um, like like a Bruce Boudreau or something kind of guy. <laughs> Just there, maybe. You know what I mean? yeah. Maybe something like that. And then finally, we have the Calgary Flames or the Winnipeg Jets. <laughs> Who is more deserving of Alexis Lafreniere? You tell me. You got to think about it. Ooh. First. Yeah. Good call. Um. Yeah, it's 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 interesting. When I think about the type of game that he plays, I see him as being 
a better fit for Calgary than Winnipeg, personally. Um, mm. Calgary needs help um, up front. Yes. Um, yes. In the sense that a presence like Lafreniere would, would do a lot of good for them in the sense that they wouldn't have to play Sam Bennett or Lucic up uh, as high up as they have been. Um, you know, it's all going to depend on what happens to Goodrow this upcoming season and whether or not Johnny Hockey is, is moved, you know, to a different team. Cause you know, that's something that's been rumored for a really, really long time. Yeah. Um, but I think that you, them getting Lafreniere would kind of, quell those rumors because then it's kind of more they can afford him and they're instantly better right and i think and in the role that the Goodrill plays it'd be kind of interesting if he plays more of a secondary role on that side well i also think that the nastiness side of of lafreniere's game um which is different i think than a lot of the the last few first round uh like number one picks um, I think, you know, on a team that already has like, you know, Matthew Kachuk and Lucic and Sam Bennett and, and Loki Monahan. You know, some, some true. And Monahan, yeah, Loki, he can be Loki. a little little bit of a prick to play against. Um, that we would see that side a little bit more, which is the reason why I'm choosing Calgary on, on this one. Um, that's not to say that the Jets wouldn't have a place for him. Um, I just feel like the Jets are in a place where they're like moving on from some of their more secondary guys like who is it Roslovic who's the guy that Jack they always Roslevic, talk about yeah. trading well they um, should because she's not very good yeah he that's still has right. that prospect and shine like, on him though that's right um but you know even then if you think about the the left side for uh uh, for Winnipeg, you've already got a guy like Kyle Connor. You got a guy like Nikolai Ehlers. Ehlers is a guy who's been rumored to be traded too. I suppose so you could kind of s- put him in there, or maybe you move. But I, I think. Um, oh, geez, moving Ehlers would be the fucking biggest mistake they made. But uh, I know I love Ehlers. So uh, but yeah, I don't know. I I am Team Winnipeg because I am Team Get Blake Wheeler a cup. Yeah, because I, hear I just want him to be happy well you know what if you moved if you moved wheeler off of the wing and back to center then you could move cody eakin and adam adam lowry down and then you could have your cake and eat it too anything that right? does it. then you could th- move but there th- then you could move connor or ehlers to the right but side then winnipeg then spot for winnipeg becomes the ultimate like insanely good up front like literally nothing on defense you have Josh Morrissey, oh, so who like, wasn't good, and then you like have like Toronto. <laughs> no, but they still had like Riley Muzzin, like whatever, yeah. like those decent players. But you had fucking like Miko, Neil Miko Letman, fucking Tucker Pullman, and like yeah. Nathan Bullio. Like, who the fuck? Ma- Dmitry Kulikov. Yeah. Don't you ever speak ill of, of okay. Dimi. They, it's literally um, no one. You have Josh Morrissey, yeah. who wasn't even that good this year. Put a down year, but I think Dmitry Kulikov is making over four million dollars <laughs> to be Dmitry Kulikov. Oh. oh, my head hurts. That hurts. And I liked Kulikov when he played for Florida, but anyways, I digress. I, I think okay, I'm so Winnipeg. yeah. So we both agree that it should be Montreal in the Eastern Conference, right? Out of all the teams, yeah. I like the idea of Columbus, to be honest. Yeah, me too. I'm thinking Montreal between those. 
well, we have to make a decision. Like we're doing this like bracket style. So is it Montreal or Columbus? Uh, Montreal. We already said what it was. We uh, we went over like in five minutes before. That's true. So Columbus would be a close second, Columbus but Western close. Conference. What are we saying for Western Conference? I think I have to pick Canucks. I was gonna go with Minnesota. Okay. Fuck. No, but um, like. Who okay? And, so and you kind of sold me on you kind of sold me on Chicago too. Oh, good. Yeah, because Chicago is going to be my my next one. Um, okay, so but we have to be definitive here. I I'm, the thing with if the I'm being def- is that I don't. Yeah. I don't think that. Oh, sorry. I started to walk away from my mic. Can't do that. Um, I don't think that the Canucks deserve him more than Minnesota. That's where I'm stuck. And I don't True. think the Chicago Blackhawks are more deserving. Do you like parody or do you like insanely good teams that are always that are in the Canadian market and have will get appreciated? Fair, okay. And will be okay, like a super but, team. Okay, but arguably is Minnesota not one of the United States best markets? Yeah, could yeah. It be? I think could it be but an I even think, better market I think them getting Lafreniere, Lafreniere doesn't secure anything. They could just but it doesn't secure anything in Vancouver either, though. What they, does it secure in Vancouver? Vancouver was a playoff team before. Right. And then now they're getting a top talent in place of having... <sighs> yeah, you're right. Yeah. That's I true. Think that, I think that surges them into, like top of the western conference conversation can i sleep on it and i'll okay. let you know what my okay because i don't think we're i need to like sit like just Carter would pick sit and think on it a bit more i think he'd pick minnesota he'd pick just minnesota. to be the contrarian you <laughs> <laughs> pick some, uh, some let's some ask stupid, him like uh here let me light a few candles and i'll get he would yeah I'll light some candles and I'll do like a quick seance and I'll be like, if he picks Montreal, turn the lights on. And he'd like come through the door and be like, dude, I'm fine. <laughs> I've been outside your window this whole time. All right, let's, uh, let's wrap it up, Thomas. Um, what uh, have you uh, been writing anything recently at all? No, cause I don't have a computer that works. My keyboard's broken okay. on my computer. That's the problem. <laughs> We're going to have to get you in. Uh, I mean, We're no, to, to all my employers, I've been writing every day. and uh, <laughs> um, been Every day. I've been practicing. Love it. You're like, I know so many adjectives I now. Words. I like I have that. been reading more. Um, okay, <laughs> that's good. Are you on to... Are you on to the uh, Goblet of Fire yet? I'm uh, midway through uh, Half-Blood Prince. Oh, yeah. nice. I couldn't remember what came after Goblet of Fire, so I recycled the joke from um, last week. Number number five. Godfather five. <laughs> okay, let's wrap it up. Uh, remember that you can uh, subscribe and rate the podcast on Apple Podcasts. You can follow along on Twitter at Takeoff Hosers and Instagram at Takeoff Hosers. Uh, anything I'm missing here, Thomas, or are we done? Um, follow me at No Retained. Follow Chris at Killer Puck. Um, um, don't follow Carter. Yeah, that's right. 
Carter at Carter Lupel. That's true. Yeah. Uh, there you go. All right. I'll talk to you next week, okay. and Carter will be back next week. Yeah. All, All right. right. See ya. Talk to you soon, bud. Bye. Bye. Bye.